Hello friends and welcome to this episode of Mother Makeup, an auditory tune-in for the creative mother. And for those who don't know me, I'm Kat and I've made this podcast for those who are raising children and raising big visions, those birthing babies and birthing businesses and those dancing between the mother mystic and the mother maker, moving with the surges of creative living, the poetry of their own lives. The mother maker is for the artists, the poets, the writers, the movers and shakers, for the influencers and speakers, for the coaches and energy workers, for the community creators and homemakers, for the designers, photographers, entrepreneurs, business owners, and for those who create and make intuitively, not as something that they do, but because it's who they are alongside motherhood. In this episode, I chat to my beautiful friend, Abby Branson, and the reason I wanted to get her on this podcast is because she is a woman who I've witnessed over seasons and seasons of her life, and she is someone who's always anchored herself into possibility, and it illuminates from her. You can feel the way that she is connected to magic, and whether it be within the struggle or within the joys of her life, she has tools and ways to navigate it that connect us to the self and to magic and to the beauty um and i find that a really powerful thing to have when you're a mother and you're a maker and you know these tools to be able to navigate our life is is important so i have had her on and we've chatted about her story of going maiden to mother we've chatted about um sex magic and using sexual energy to create and make in our lives talked about different rituals especially practical rituals as a mother to use when wanting to cultivate more magic um there's so much there there's so many golden nuggets and takeaways from this episode so i really hope you enjoy it abby is a wonderful beautiful woman i highly recommend going in you know connecting with her on social media and and following along uh, especially for those located in perth in western australia Um, but i'll let you just get straight into the episode shall i thank you for listening i know these um episodes are coming out slowly but that's kind of been the whole point of this podcast is that it's a slow podcast and it's mother centric meaning that it's designed to revolve around my own motherhood and and when the creative surges come i honor them and when they're not there i honor that too and and i hope that by listening to these um when they do come out you find the space to and you enjoy them and you love them and they allow you to live a more mother-centric life as well so enjoy people welcome back i'm very excited to be talking to my beautiful friend abby today abby and i have known each other for six or seven years now it's been quite a while and we've gotten to witness so many different seasons of each other's life in so beautiful ways (laughs) and she's (laughs) someone that i really admire the way she uh lives life receives life creates life all of the things and so 
um abby as a mother maker is someone that i really wanted to get on the podcast uh mainly because like love chatting to abby we're just gonna have a really great chat and we're gonna record it for everyone else to listen to so abby, <laughs> awesome. i would love for <laughs> you to um maybe just start by introducing yourself and share a bit about your story as to like who are you what do you do your mother you're a creator you're a non-creator as well like all the things too. <laughs> <I'm> non-creator. <laughs> I love it. Um, hi, everyone. Um, okay, so, you know, before I was a mother, I was a woman on a very big mission. And that was a mission to, you know, change the world around me, um, become the best version of myself possible, seek for liberation, seek for truth. And I was an absolute warrior at it. Um, when I was I think about 21, I had quite a big, um, a big mind freeing sort of liberating experience where I started to dig into the, the world of like, nothing really means anything. And who did I want to be? And what possibilities can I create? And my sort of journey into just living in possibility really started there. And um, I've been on this like crazy wild ride ever since of just diving into myself and, and discovering who I am in that moment, in that day, you know, in that week, it's like, it's constantly ever changing. And I suppose that's what the feminine nature is in all of us is that she's always evolving and she's always changing and she's always moving. And the moment that we start to identify or to anchor into this is who I am as a person, then we begin to, you know, almost lose the possibility of where we can go. So before I became a mother, I really um, was was anchoring that within myself and, and helping other women find that flow and find that liberation and find that self-expression and find that creativity and, and truly help people alchemize en- energy within their body. So through the modalities of Tantra and Kundalini Yoga, I kind of found my own little way with it and, and I'd part this way of, of helping women do the same. So I was running mm. uh, workshops and doing one-on-one sessions and things like that and and then when I when I had a when I when I fell pregnant, everything started to unravel for me. I kind of still felt like I was going to be this like powerhouse woman and and keep doing these workshops and and doing all the things, but pregnancy took me into such a deep a deep space within myself that actually the only thing that I really wanted to do was sort of cocoon and push the world away mm-hmm. and, and, and reconnect to, I don't even know what, reconnect to something that I hadn't become, you know, and, and be in this crazy transition that is pregnancy where you're no longer you anymore and you're no longer the person that you're becoming, but you're, you're, you're in this internal world of a cocoon, yeah, the, the caterpillar that is emerging into the butterfly has to go through that struggle and it wasn't necessarily a struggle it was just a real slow down so mm. I, I, I remember I remember I was probably about 25 weeks pregnant 26 weeks pregnant and I just had a really strong feeling that I just needed to stop I needed to stop doing sessions I needed to stop teaching and I just needed to come home to myself and basically create a little nook of safety where I was going to birth myself and birth my baby. And so I fully came back out of the world and, and then out of who I was as a, as a space holder and a facilitator. And I really wanted to slow down and enjoy this rites of passage that is a maiden to mother journey. 
and give myself the honour and the time and the respect that that passage really deserves. And, um, oh, I, absolutely. you know, I was lucky enough to be in a position where I could do that as well, you know, and take that time out for myself. And I'm so, so grateful that I did because that journey from, from maiden to mother, that, that, <laughs> that journey, that passage has been the single most life-changing experience that I have ever been through. And mm. being able to give that this, the time and space really helped me in being able to blossom as a mother, you know? Yeah. And so my daughter now is, is 19 months and I've truly been in like a motherhood cocoon ever since. It's like, you know, the wildness of watching your baby grow and evolve and create a personality and just just witnessing before your eyes the blossoming of your child is probably the most spectacular and magnificent thing that I've ever gone through on this planet Mm -hmm. and um, as I was kind of sharing before it's like there were so many times in the last 19 months of (sighs) obviously you know, you get tired and exhausted and you're giving yourself over every single day to your beautiful babe who you love unconditionally, like words cannot even, you know, contain it. Um, And then there's moments where it's like the other parts of yourself, the ones that were creative and were in the world and were doing this and doing that. It's like those parts of yourself, they're still there. They're still completely there, fully alive but you never really get a chance to give them any oxygen. You never really get to like have a chance to let them be the main energy that's leading your life because you're always in mother now. Mm-hmm. And there's been a constant surrendering back to the slow days, a constant reminding that this moment is really just a fleeting moment. And even when it's really, really tough, you have to find a way to, you know, take a breath, feel what you're feeling, come back to mother and also find a way to really mother yourself as well and really, really trust in the process because I'm a woman in the world who has so much to share and so much to give. And if I'm in the fight of, you know, not wanting to, stay completely in motherhood all the time and I'm wanting to like give those parts of myself like rain to be in the world then I'm not in either world you know it's Mm -hmm. like I'm in this I'm just in the struggle Mm -hmm. and it's like my journey the last 19 months is just a constant like remembering to just like come home to me and trust that it is okay for me to be in this slowness and it is okay that it's like I'm not worth anything less if I'm not exercising those myself like Mm -hmm. the other parts of myself and, um, and yeah, just keep coming, just keep coming back to presence because that's all she's in as well, as in mm-hmm. my daughter and all yeah. of our children is that there is no hustle and grind for them. They're, <laughs> they're slow. They're, there's no structure. There's no routine. They're fully here, fully present, and they're in awe of the world. And if we can sort of meet them at the level that they're at, we can actually learn so much about the world that we didn't even know. Mm-hmm. So um yeah it's really only been in the last sort of month that my 
creative surge of kind of coming back into the world has formed in a natural sense without me needing to push it or, you know, yeah. like without me feeling hardship around it. It's just, it's, it's been a natural progression. Mm-hmm. And um, I also want to share that I think when we're really real with how hard it can be sometimes and how much we wish we could exercise those parts of our lives, when we're really honest and real with that, we then begin to create space or time or we do the things that we need to do in order to give ourselves that space to really blossom in other areas. Because when I find, you know, when I speak to other women and stuff, when I find that they don't really acknowledge those parts of themselves that are longing to be at the forefront of their life as well, they tend to just tolerate and tolerate and tolerate. And, you know, that always unconsciously builds resentment. Mm. But if we're actively really feeling all the different things all the time, then we're very, like, we're much quicker at creating something in our life so that we can begin to, like, take a breath so that we can begin Mm. to give those other aspects a chance. And so, um, yeah, so I'm kind of coming into that place now where I'm starting to not feel guilty about hiring a babysitter so that I can go for a walk on my own and, you know, get some inspiration by the rocks or the Mm -hmm. waterfall and hiring a babysitter so that I can go and see my friend for a cup of tea who I haven't seen in ages and have a really amazing conversation. And it's like not feeling guilty about that has been such a big journey over the last 19 months when, you know, society says like we should be in motherhood and like we should be doing it all alone and it's like it was never meant to be that way totally and I love what you've shared about like I feel like there's so many different tangents we could go on like, town. <laughs> right now it's like so many options for me to choose from right now what the hell um but I would love to like backpedal slightly to your ability to something I notice in you that you're really good at is really honoring the season that you're in and really respecting the season that you're in. I love that you Mm. used that word before when you're talking about your transition from maiden to mother, because in a society that doesn't respect it, you respected it. Mm. And I Mm -hmm. feel like that is a big deal. And that is something I can feel from you when I talk to you. And when we hang out, like I can feel that you are like, this is where I am in my life right now. And it's safe to be here and it's okay Mm -hmm. to be here. And I will love being here to the best of my ability, given my current circumstances. Right. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean you don't dream or create or call in what you're wanting to experience, like beyond that, Mm -hmm. but you have a respect for your journey and you have Mm -hmm. respect for the unfolding of it and the fact Mm. that it is revealing and it isn't all complete all the time because I I do experience that within sometimes myself or in conversations I have where there's this feeling of like oh this moment is complete but it's not what I wanted or not what I expected so therefore there's something wrong with it Mm -hmm. and something I've noticed in you is you're like this moment is complete and that's what makes it perfect but it's not complete as in it's finished or like this is all I get to experience like I can have it all in all these different ways right so I would Mm -hmm. love you to share Um, some of the ways that you were able to self-regulate and bring yourself into a sense of peace and fuck like I know that it's a challenge to do that 24 7 and nobody does it 24 7 in the sense of there's there's always this put especially in the archetype of the mother maker you know we're we're pulled by our vision and we're pulled by our creativity and we're pulled by our children and we're pulled by our, our lovers and our home and like all of these things right so that's like this 
weaving in and out of all these pockets of our mm-hmm. lives. But you, def- I definitely noticed in you that you had a sense of peace, um, especially in the first year of your motherhood, mm-hmm. where you were like, nothing else can call for me right now. I'm protecting this space. And I would love mm-hmm. to share a bit about how you regulated yourself to be in that without mm-hmm maybe the guilt or the shame or the outside expectation and even your own expectation of like being who you were pre-motherhood as well, right? Yeah, 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 totally. Um, so I suppose this is, this, this is, doesn't just like tailor to motherhood. This can tailor to every, every area, no matter what you're tackling. It's like I mentioned the word respect and I was respecting the journey, but most of all, like, what it comes down to is I really respect myself and my energy and where I'm at. Right. And uh, as soon as you realize that you have an expectation of how something else should be, you're totally missing the point of what the moment is. Right. And I knew that this year with Satara, my daughter was so important, not just for her, but for me learning how to become a mother and also you know, in your pregnancy journey, you use so much creative energy, so much creative energy to create a life and birth this soul into this incarnation that, you know, we're so hard on ourselves to be getting back, doing things and getting on that horse and heading off to the gym and being our full best selves, thriving, living, da 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 But it's like, in reality, if you tuned in to what your energy really needed, it is always going to come back into rest and digest. It's always going to come back into um, making sure that you feel nourished, making sure that you feel warm, making sure that you feel safe and feel loved. And I, I really treasure how much I, I love the practice of being in my body. So motherhood can absolutely bring you so far out of yourself because all of a sudden you're you're filled with being you know the the nappy changer and the food maker and the you're running around here there and everywhere and you can sort of kind of traject out of yourself in order to be the primary carer for someone else so what happens if you like you met them both equally and every day it's like, I didn't, I used to have a really strong practice of Kundalini yoga, of Tantra in the mornings and obviously with my beloved, but that kind of all went out the window. And there's this moment of, of hardship, like, oh, how can I, how can I look after myself when I can't do my old routines? And how can I stay really connected with my beloved when we're not getting that space and that time anymore? And it's like, it's in those moments that you surrender back into the body. And it's like, well, what, you know, it, your practice is a practice that brings you to God. And it's like, how can I find God in this moment? Okay. And it's like, it's just breathing back to my body. It's breathing breathing back with my baby it's perhaps dancing with my baby on me it's remembering to like open my shoulders and my heart when I'm cooking dinner and coming back out of the mind all the time and the expectation of the mind and the judgment of the mind and the stories of the mind that we should be any other way than what we are that things should be any other way than what we are and as soon as we come back into presence with the self and with the body we begin to soften again Mm -hmm. and there's always there is always beauty in the present moment when you can come out of the mind and I think obviously having like a seven-year strong yoga and tantra practice has helped me with that like level of mindfulness but if I was to give any advice to mothers who's really like torn in the in the space of like 
needing to, feeling like they want to be somewhere else, feeling really tired, feeling like they're exhausted. It'd be just to breathe and to come back to self and um, to really let go of the pressure that we have on ourselves as mothers to have it all together and to be strong all the time. And if you're falling apart, like fall apart, fall apart. You can fall apart with your baby, cry with your baby, you know, like let energy move with your child. It's like they naturally do it, do it with them. And it's like as soon as we stop resisting the flow of what is, we then are constantly birthing more presence, more joy and more love into our lives, even through the moments of chaos. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's all part of it. So navigating and not resisting the moments that are tough and challenging and you're tired, not resisting it, but just flowing with it, just allowing mm-hmm. it to be there and surrendering into that space and moving with it. It's like letting go of that resistance, letting go of that expectation and just trusting that the journey is unfolding exactly as it's meant to Mm -hmm. and knowing that we can't force anything, right? We can't force ourselves to be in a different space than what we are. And as soon as we begin to force, we're actually in resistance to what is. So it always becomes harder, Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. And I love that even you, you address like in challenge or in hardship, because like what you said just before about essentially finding God and like I know you so I know what you mean by that is to to find spirit to find source to find self like you know that energy of feeling connected to something bigger than yourself absolutely Um, obviously that's open to interpretation for anyone listening but like even in the challenge right because there's there's always elements of that within challenge and I guess like that's life in general is it's not all going to be rosy 24 7 for the rest of your life and but if we can learn how to navigate the challenge and find any beauty in the challenge or even just to simply find ourselves in the challenge however we are showing up in that moment whether that be in a breakdown or a burn down or (laughs) absolutely (laughs) whatever it is Um, but that's what helps you have the peace right because if you can trust that I've got my back even in the challenge or even in the hardship then there's less resistance to the challenge and the hardship which is often what we need to like move through the tunnel in order to come out the other side anyway Mm-hmm, absolutely yeah absolutely life is life is tumultuous life is mm-hmm. full of contrast life is full of these struggles so that we can constantly learn how to love ourselves more and know ourselves more and open more and it's usually only through those kind of crazy sort of burnt out you know exhausted spaces that we have an opening to like deepen our self-love you know and that's the journey of life it's it's always going to be it's always going to be life. It's always going to be how we navigate through these times without resisting pain and without attaching to pleasure or without mm-hmm. attaching to the ideal fucking version of ourselves that we have so much pressure on to be like mm-hmm. because of what society says that we should be like. You know what I mean? Totally. You know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, and so while we're still in the the bubble that you had regarding um, – you know, feeling a lot more slow and, and receptive to life and not focusing so much on career and work and just being with Satara and being within like deep within that motherhood zone. What I'd love to touch on before we move into like your next season that you've come into is during that time, like I noticed you were uh, homemaking and creating and, and that energy that would normally go out into the world it, it wasn't like you turned that energy off. You were just redirecting it, right? You were like mm-hmm. bringing it, you were circulating it through the home and through your family. And 
Um, I love that it wasn't an off button. It wasn't a, oh, I'm just in motherhood and this is my only focus. You still had surges. And I guess with the surges, sometimes it doesn't feel like they're as consistent enough to rely on to maybe go and put out into the world, but they're definitely, you know, totally through the home. And so um, when we're chatting just before I clicked record, talking about how you've created your home and your family life as a sanctuary and as a temple to essentially hold energetically everything else you will create. And though you didn't Mm -hmm. know what that would be yet when you were pouring energy into your home and into this sanctuary, I'd love to hear from you a bit more about like what that looks like as a value for you and, and what that literally from a practical magical standpoint, what does that look like for you to be creating this like essentially your physical space holder of your life Mm. and to set it up to be able to be the foundation for everything else? Okay, I think I kind of understand the question. (laughs) (laughs) I can simplify, I can simplify. So basically mother maker, right? Yes. And as a mother maker, making is not always out in the world. It's not always Mm -hmm. career or workshops or like job or art or poetry. It's not always that. A lot totally. of the time, the mother maker role is actually within the home. Oh, and totally. Yes. I've, I've witnessed in you that you've created a sanctuary. You've used that creative energy when the surges come. And instead of channeling it out into the world, you channel it within the home. Mm, yeah. Building okay. this energy in the home. And I would love to know, like for you, what practices, magic, ritual, what are your values? Like, how have you, how do you see your, your home as the foundation of the rest of your life, essentially? Oh my God. Okay. Well, um, yeah, so exactly. Like, you know, creative, creative surges were coming in and out and it's like, it was almost frustrating sometimes. Like you'd get this creative surge and then you just want to like do and follow it and, and, and do all this stuff out in the world. And it's like, then you just didn't have the time and you just didn't have the energy to be giving that what it needed. So, um, I would just channel, you know, I think, you're right. Like people focus so much on it being something that's big and out in the world. And in reality, like your creative energy, if it should be anywhere, it's in the home. So when I first started, when I, when I, when I first had Satara, I ended up starting to run like little mother's group in the house. And that was really fun for a little bit, but it wasn't where I needed to be. I, I still couldn't be holding space and doing that kind of stuff. So we turned, yeah, I stopped doing that. And I turned, turned into the home and my partner, Patty and I, we, we have, you know, a really strong sort of value in our relationship of, of always coming together and meeting in the minds and in the hearts of like what we want to create for our family. And it's something that we're always pouring energy into. And it's something that changes a lot, you know, all the time. So over the past year, we've actually spent six months of the year outside of, of Australia and we've spent it over in Ireland. And for about four months, we were living in this tiny little fishing village with nothing or like barely anything around us, no cafes, no, no fast food, no, no Uber. There's, there was nothing. It was like, there was nothing of convenience. Everything was stripped back. And all of a sudden we were just in this tiny little fishing village together as a family working on some really deep things. And my creative energy and what I brought to the family then was it was through my food and and cooking and and learning about growing food and um and nourishing my beloved when he needed some time and nourishing myself and and my my child and we sort of had this four month total um what's the word (sighs) it was like a full breakdown of 
the parts of us that are so used to living in this fast paced world and going at a certain rate, suddenly it was like we went back in time about a hundred years and we just slowed down so much and we got to really connect with each other and the vision that we wanted to bring in for our daughter and for our future children and for ourselves. It was like all our values started to, um, to change and realign. So, you know, since, since I've had Satara, I've been just being very aware of what is wanting to be birthed as a family unit. It's been very connected to this family unit, not as like an individual woman anymore, but to the whole entire family of, of what we are creating. And so, you know, in, in ritual, Patty and I would, um, you know, connect with each other. And if we have a vision or we have a really strong feeling that we want to bring something forth into reality, we would, we would use lovemaking. We would use a connection to, to supercharge that vision and to bring it into our hearts and to bring it into our mind so that we're kind of doing like the energetic, um, the energetic work. I know that kind of sounds a little bit crazy to us, to some people, but it's actually um, a really, really, really strong, powerful way of bringing things into fruition into this three-dimensional plane. Um, do you mind if I speak a little bit about this actually? Oh, Cause it's kind of just yeah, coming out. Like, can we talk about sex magic? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I think uh, we just get really good goal. Just, just go for it, Abby. You don't okay. hold back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we just, you know, as human beings, we're, we're very anchored into this three-dimensional plane as in like everything in our surrounding looks and feels and smells real. It's like, if you put a mic microscope to your hand and you really look very closely, it's not a solid hand. There's actually tiny, tiny, tiny moving particles it's like vibrations that are moving so slowly that they become solid. And so they're manifested as a solid, solid thing in this three-dimensional plane. And because we can see it with our eyes and because we can hear it with our ears and smell it with our nose and touch it with our fingers, we perceive it to be real. And so we become anchored here. And in this belief, we, we feel that everything like needs a certain amount of time and needs a certain amount of uh, hard work to create and achieve. But in reality, we're not these physical solid masses. We are these light, energetic, unbelievably powerful, magnificent beings that have infinite potential at our fingertips if we can go beyond the reality, right? So sex magic is, first of all, sexual energy is perhaps one of the most powerful energies on the planet. I mean, it creates a life. It's what is responsible for the, you know, what's the word? reproduction of the human race it's so important and yet every religion has shamed it or or kind of created some sort of stigma around it because if people actually knew the power of sexual energy then perhaps we would all be a lot more in our own power right so um when we have a vision or when we have a value or when we want to bring something forth in our reality and we, and we see it in our mind's eye and it's connected to a higher vision for ourselves or for the planet when we, when we come together with someone that we love and we're connecting, you know, heart to heart, body to body, mind to mind, soul to soul, and we start to bring in sexual energy, which is creative life force, which, which literally creates a life. It can birth, doesn't, doesn't mean we just need to birth a child, but we can birth a vision with it. When we hold that energy and we bring that up in our bodies and we bring it into our hearts and we're holding that vision as our third eye and we're coming together, 
magic can happen. And I've seen it so many times. I've used it in my life for the past 10 years. You know, it's probably one of the main sort of practices my partner and I do. We're constantly fueling a vision to create heaven on earth for ourselves and, and to keep bringing into our lives what makes us joyful and what makes us happy and, and what brings us into our power. And, you know, in the past two months since we got out of quarantine, I'll, I'll go a little bit into, you know, everything that's happened to me in the last two months. You know, we, we were in Ireland there for, for four months and we just slowed down and we got to really connect on what it is that we wanted. And, you know, both Patty and I have just been like longing for trees and for forest and for space and, um, more freedom outside of the just the mainstream sort of condensed city living which we've done for so long but you know my true my heart just like it needs to just wake up and see trees I just want to hear the birds I want to be close to nature it's where I feel the most happy so we've been really really mulling over and trying new new like trying new visions of what this could look like we were really focused on moving down south and getting away from Perth and nothing kind of felt quite right so we had all this time together to just like marinate on the vision like on all the seeds that we had planted and we kind of just like separated ourselves from the world and we were in the fishing village and it was beautiful it was so beautiful it was like time had stopped for us to just marinate in this in this energy together and then, you know, four days coming out of quarantine, we had surrendered the vision. We were just falling in love with where we were again, which was Perth and, and the soil here. And, and four sorry, days. Pause for a second. When yeah. you say surrendered the vision, let's quickly mm-hmm. go into that just before you continue your story. Because like, okay, so you've had this vision. You've gotten clear on what you've wanted, what you want mm-hmm. to feel and what you want to experience and how you want to raise Satara and like, you know, that And then what you say when you say, okay, and then we surrendered the vision. What is that process? And like that's something that a lot of people struggle with for stuff. Okay. You know, so this is, this is the process that's going to actually help you manifest the quickest and easiest way of creating whatever it is you want, because most people, when they begin like uh, their manifestation journey of creating or pulling in something that they want, they have an active desire to create this to happen, right? So they're using their will. There's a, there's a sense of urgency. There's a sense of wanting. And there's a sense that there's a, there's a process of ego in this manifestation. And sometimes this can block the process because what we're focusing on and what we're wanting, um, which is coming from a space of, you know, needing it to happen or, or wanting it to come from our, our will, I suppose, we end up having tunnel vision and we get really specific and that's what they say, get really specific on on what it is that you want. Yes, get really specific, sure. But at some point you need to let that vision completely go. You need to step back. You need to find the part of yourself that had an urgency for it, that has like a strong desire for it, a will for it. And you need to just like, oh, take a step back breathe it out of your body, surrender into what you have now, find that gratitude again, really find it, really find that gratitude for where you are now and let it go because there's a certain amount of magic that needs to happen in order for that vision to align in the quickest way and it is out of your control. And so for as long as you have control over it and a will over it, you actually block the manifestation process of happening. So I'll say like we had such a focus on getting out of Perth and like looking for 10 acres and all this thing that I had created in my head 
But in reality, once we once surrendered the village, we ended up still staying in Perth, but now we're up in the hills, which I never even thought about. And we have a lot less land. And now that I'm here, it's like, this is exactly what I wanted, but I just didn't even know. And if I had let my grip on what I wanted to continue, there's no way that this would have even manifested, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because if someone had said to you, hey, do you, do you want like, you know, an acre and it's still near the city, a year ago, you'd be like, no, that's not what I No, want. not a chance. You wouldn't have even looked at it. No, wouldn't totally, have even looked at been, it. It's been the exact medicine. It's been the exact it's, medicine you guys wanted and needed. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, you know, it's like, so once we had surrendered the vision and we got home, um, we found this house kind of just kind of came to us. And before I'd, Patty sent me the link, before I'd even opened the link, I had full rush of energy through my body. Like, oh my God, my heart just opened. I had full goosebumps and I just went, oh my God. And this whole new timeline of our whole life just went boom, 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 boom. And I opened the link and I saw it and I just went, this is it. Oh my God. And then that night he came home and then we just went into full ritual about seeing the house and um, getting our offer accepted. And by and all ritual, this kind of you stuff. mean that you guys had amazing sex <laughs> for the vision of the house. <laughs> you guys for the um, vision of the house. had a house fetish and <laughs> you, you just put the real estate video on as your porn and you. <laughs> And we just gave it to God, you know, that's what I mean. We just uh-huh. gave it away. We gave it to the universe. We gave it, you know, we gave it, to, it was like, and we just filled it. And the next morning, like we were jumping on the back of another couple seeing it. And, you know, there was four offers that weekend and we won it by four grand. Yeah. That's nuts. So you know, good. it was just meant to be, it was mm-hmm. so divinely guided. Yeah. And then like how you sold your other place for the exact same amount to the dollar, like. Yeah, you just you just can't make you know, it up can you you, t- you cannot make it up you cannot make it up and we sold so we sold our house we got that on the market and dollar for dollar we did a we did a swap and what we have now for so the the exchange is just maximum life upgrade you know mm-hmm. maximum life upgrade and from here now from this space of living in the trees and living in our dream home um, that is now the new foundation for our nervous systems to be sitting at. And then what possibilities can come from here? I just don't know. You know, I don't know because mm-hmm. I've never been in that space before. I'm still getting to know this new woman mm-hmm. that now lives here instead of the, the sort mm-hmm. of suburban household that didn't have. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's wild because like our environment shapes so much of who we are. It shapes the thoughts that we have, the feelings that we feel when we wake up in the morning. And so even if let's say like, you know, creating a life where your your dream house and whatever is not in your immediate future, what can we do now for our environment to nourish us more so that we can feel like in a more elated state? And that's something that you guys, I noticed did because you were living in a home that you're like, well, this is an our forever home. And it's like really beautiful, but you made it beautiful and you created magic there with what you had first. And I feel like yeah. that set the foundation for now what you have now. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely. And then what you have now will set foundation for what's to come. But you you didn't get what you had now by like, just sitting in that yearning for it 24-7. You you got you're here and you've arrived mm-hmm. where you are because you made peace and made love with what you had. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And this is a really, really important thing to talk about because 
if we are wanting to, like, we can't just, well, we can do anything, but unless we are tuning into ourselves every day and basically asking the question, what's going to bring me into my ease, joy, and power, like with what I have right now. And that could be, you know, just 15 minutes for a, a cacao and a, and a connect with the body or a 20 minute yoga session before the baby wakes up or a beautiful walk in nature or a catch up with a friend or whatever it is, it's unique to the person that is asking the question. So if you're asking the question, what's going to bring me into my ease, joy and power right now? And if you really feel that, and then you love and respect yourself enough to make sure that happens, then you start the journey of creating a life that is rich with beauty and rich with magic and rich with love because you are prioritizing Mm -hmm. that before anything else. And so even before we created all this in our lives, we created the, as much magic as we could in our old house because it was just a natural byproduct of us mm-hmm. always tuning in to what's going to bring us more ease, joy, and power, you know? Mm-hmm. I Like what a great question to just be asking on a daily basis because I, I even notice, so most people who follow me know that I've got my big dreams and visions and I share it quite publicly yeah. um, about what I'm wanting to create. And I definitely can relate to having that feeling of desperation and well, like not even desperation, but that urgency, like why is it? Yeah. Here? An urgency. Like, yeah. What am I doing wrong? Otherwise it would be here. Right. But it's mm-hmm. like, there's that lack of trusting the season and having respect for the season. And that's why I'm really glad we're having this conversation. Cause it's even reminding me like, okay, like let's just bring back some reference right now for where my journey mm-hmm. is. And like, mm-hmm. you know, I'll be looking back on this time that I was here being like, Oh wow. What a beautiful, special time in my life. But even you know, a couple of months ago, I was like, man, like, you know, so many boxes have been ticked, but I'm not receiving my life. I'm not in it. I'm not Mm -hmm. really feeling like love for my life, though I have no reason not to. Like I'm definitely living a very privileged life and I can definitely acknowledge that. So, Mm -hmm. so what was the disconnect? Right. And for me, I'm like, looked at my life. I'm like, okay, well, we don't have any support with Rafi. So I'm feeling pretty burnt out. My mm-hmm. diet isn't supporting me. Like the, mm-hmm. the food that I'm eating um, at the time I was plant-based and absolutely no shade to plant-based. But for me, like I knew that my time was up with that. Yeah. Um, and then Tully and I weren't making love very mm-hmm. often at all, mm-hmm. right? So then the sexual energy wasn't surging to my body that much in a sustainable mm-hmm. way. Um, I wasn't really having an outlet for creative surges or they're coming sporadically. So there was a lot of frustration and I wasn't just like surrendering to what my life was, right? Like there was this feeling of resisting Rafi a little bit, like Rafi mm-hmm. needs space from you to be who I am. And mm-hmm. even that, like the the mindset shift for me more recently being like, I can be who I am as an individual right next to Rafi. Mm-hmm. I could have him on my boobs sucking nutrients mm. from my body and I could still be my best self. Like what is this idea that we need to have space in order to be our best selves away from our children mm. as well, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so all of these little things. And then it was like, okay, if I were to live, if, I, if I'm wanting to call in peace and love and sexiness and joy and laughter, like where can I find that right now? And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm not ticking my own boxes here. So start having a hell of a lot of sex with Tully and enjoying it and loving it. And you know, in enjoying the time I'm having with Rafi. And I actually wiped my slate clean of a lot of my creative projects. And I was just like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Let's just yeah. be in a season right now. Like, yeah. It's all yeah. good. Like there's no rush. My time will come for that sort of stuff, right? Like the festival doesn't need to happen tomorrow. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, I, and, and we had help with Rafi, right? So then all of a sudden it was, 
I'm waking up with energy. I changed my diet. So then I was eating a lot more nourishing foods and like yeah. just all these boxes ticked. And now I feel like I have a sense of huge peace in my life that mm-hmm. the urgency has now disappeared. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. The urgency was coming from trying to escape my current circumstance. Yeah. Now I like, there's no, I don't want to escape. I'm enjoying it. I'm like, cool. It'll come when it comes. Mm-hmm. And it's like that whole process of unraveling, right? Of like, where can I show up in love and power? And what was the other one you said? Joy, ease, joy, and, joy. and power. Ease, yeah. joy, and power every day. Um, yeah. And sometimes because there isn't a much, much you can do. And sometimes there's a lot you can do, right? Yeah. And, you know, you always have to start where you are, right? Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't be anything other than what you are in that moment. So even if, you know, ease just looks like, laying down with your eyes closed while there's mess in the kitchen just for two minutes yes. and a big breath in you know mm-hmm. it's like you got to start where you are and you find your really? ease joy and power in the tiny little actions from where you are mm-hmm. and only when you do that constantly you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about the big picture the big picture takes care of itself when you take care of your ease joy and power in the moment mm-hmm. the big picture unravels and it unravels more than your mind could ever have imagined it would because it's out of your control yeah you know it's out of your control and even like asking the question like okay if I were to um be experiencing all that I was want like am desiring to experience how would I be showing up in this moment yeah and like even for me like that question because a lot of my current vision is to do with homemaking and like having a home and a space that we can create etc so that's obviously where this conversation focuses a little bit but this is obviously applicable to anything But for me, it was like, okay, if I was really like, if I had my own home sanctuary, that's like ours that we can create on, what would I be doing? Oh yeah. I would be way more in a homemaker role and I would really Mm -hmm. love it. And I would want to freaking go and do my washing and I would want Mm -hmm. to help like do the dishes because I had this resistance to being the like domestic housewife. (laughs) That's so like not me. Right. But when I fell in love with those things, I actually felt more connected to I felt more connected to my bigger vision because I felt like I was Mm -hmm. showing up for it with my current circumstances. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And like, when I think about my dream life, of course I'm having lots of sex and I'm like in loving my life with my children and Mm -hmm. I'm wanting to grow food in the garden. So what do I do? I go and set up a little garden. We're in a rental. I know we're not going to be here to like pick the lettuce. Right. But it's that process of like, who, who am I you showing can up still for my pick vision right now? Yeah, I know. yeah. It's really yeah. little right now, but I could still pick it. It's true. I might just do it for the sake of it right before we leave. Just pick my Please. <laughs> do, do. It's, it's easy to grow food. We don't even need a big garden outside. We can have them in little pots in the kitchen window. So it's getting the sunlight. It's like totally. little steps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, exactly. So where can I home make right now? Where can I be? Um, where can I receive my relationship more right now? Even if I'm burnt out, like even yeah. if I'm tired, like, okay, is it just a foot massage? Is it just saying something like it started? Tully and I having more sex started because I just wrote him a card of appreciation, mm-hmm. which I, ha- I forgot to do for so long because I was so focused on like just how tired I was. And I did really that and it just sparked yeah. energy in him, right? Yeah, it sparked energy in me, and I was like, okay, let's just like ride this momentum. Yeah. Um, really important to speak about because I know we're saying like yeah great just have loads of sex all the time and it's like you know if intimacy hasn't been there for a little while chances are there's like a bit of closure and it's like Mm -hmm. you know we need to sort of if we truly want to open in more sexual intimacy we have to sort of build up to that and like you said with your card it just sparked a bit of energy sparked a bit of appreciation 
when we're not making love properly, or I mean, sorry, when we're not making love often, you know, we can fall into that romantic robotics. We can hold Mm -hmm. a bit of resentment. We kind of stop seeing and really feeling Mm -hmm. and acknowledging the other. So instead of just like forcing yourself into lovemaking, because you believe that's what you need to do, it's like, just start bringing in a bit more conscious touch with each other start sharing mm-hmm. with each other a little bit more about how you feel or what you need or you and know laughing with each other and right? laughing like, get a card game out have a glass of wine like 100 mm-hmm. percent. you gotta do that first and then mm-hmm. build on it yeah yeah and that's yeah. the thing right like intimacy starts with non-sexual intimacy absolutely where in our life can I receive more intimate moments with my friends with my lover with my children how can I be here in the moment with them and then see where that unfolds right because like Tal and I even like we don't really drink alcohol very often at all and we were going through a point where I'm like having a glass of wine three nights Mm -hmm. a week but -hmm. it was so fun and so nourishing and now again like I'm like off the alcohol but like and I, weird segue because obviously like alcohol is not the point of this but like <laughs> just the the sense of like don't take it all so seriously and just be like fuck yeah like oh my god absolutely we don't normally do to circulate some fresh energy um and even tal and i like i love that you're talking about the sex thing and the reason why this is so relevant to mother maker is because that creative energy often is sexual energy intertwined and 100%. when we are wanting to infuse our vision with like like you said that supercharged energy to do it through lovemaking is a great way to go about it. And also yeah. self-love making, right? Like absolutely. Like, you know, get your fingers in there and have the best time. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like even for Tal and I, like our resistance was almost and God, like everyone's circumstances are so different, right? But with our resistance, it was simply because it had been so long that it almost felt a bit awkward or mm-hmm, a bit mm-hmm. like anxiety driven. I'm like, oh, I can't even remember how to have sex. And like, mm-hmm. sex. I'm a mom, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. and so then it was this, you know what, babe? Like, let's do sex week. Let's have sex every day for a week. No pressure around it. Let's just have fun. If it's two minutes, if it's three hours, like whatever, whatever, do, whatever's naturally there. And so we just committed to it. And we both like made the agreement and we're like keen. And it ended up being the best thing because it stopped being such a big deal. Because when you don't have Uh it often, it becomes a really big deal. Totally. Have it regularly, then you're like, oh, this is way easier than I anticipated. Yeah. And then it gets better. And then you learn each other differently because you've changed Mm -hmm. as parents. Um, And then the the juice from that has already like rippled throughout our lives in so many different ways, right? And that's where the magic comes in. That's where it's like it gets really fun. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, during that time of lovemaking, you're getting out of the mind and the mm-hmm. pressure and the expectations and the need to be anything else and the need to be doing anything else. And hopefully you're just getting in the body and you're present with the moment and you're enjoying, you're enjoying the journey and sexual energy, especially when it's with someone else as well, it just moves so much stagnancy. So if you've been in that kind of like place where you're not connecting and there's no oxytocin between you and your partner and things are feeling stagnant, it's because there's just so much being held and then the mind mm-hmm. becomes overactive and it just makes every area of your life that much harder. Oh, and it's like, especially there, what you said about the mind being so stagnant, connect like stagnant together because I was even noticing that Tal and I would then try and talk about our visions together and I felt so disconnected I'm like Mm -hmm. are you not excited by like our vision babe is this just my vision not even your vision like you know really (laughs) just because it was this disconnect 
And yeah. it's because so much energy was up in the mind. It's trying to yeah. figure out logistics. How are we going to do this? How are we going to make it work? And then yeah. back into the body and all of a sudden we're like laughing and, and I feel no resistance from him with our conversations yeah. and vice versa. And, and then it's like, oh, this is how good it can feel to just speak about what we're wanting to create in this world. And like how much energy that like, that's like foreplay in itself for me. I'm just like, if we oh, can totally. connectedly, like I'm like, oh go. God, that's a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I would, you know what, like, because we're just going into the energetics and manifestation, like I get that manifestation is a, is a woo-woo term these days, right? It's a bit fluffy. People are like, oh, manifestation. Someone's talking about manifestation again. Like, God, I taught on it and I I love the process of manifestation but I do feel yeah. like it's a very multi-layered totally topic, right because it's not just about like think about what you want and it will happen right there's no so yeah. many layers there's privilege like there's privilege there's culture there's societal things there's oppression like there's so many deeper aspects right totally However, yeah right now I would love to talk to you more about the magic because mm-hmm. there there's ways that everyone can bring more magic into their life and to be honest, I think anyone who's listening to this podcast is probably the sort of woman or mother who would like to experience more magic in their everyday life, right? Mm. And that's something that I have witnessed in you again. You've done really well. You you infuse magic into your day-to-day life. And while we're kind of on the topic of like sex magic or manifestation or co-creation with life and being okay with where you're at and enjoying where you're at though, calling in these bigger visions and, and really that dance, because that is like the maker, right? That's the, mm-hmm. the and as a mother, now it's the mother maker and using that like womb energy and all the things. I would love for you to share a few more of your, the sort of rituals that you do, whether they be small or whether they be like a, a full-on ritual that you do in order to kind of open yourself up to life, to receive your life, to be in your life, to experience magic. Um, yeah. Would love for you to. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, you know, there's less of like actual ritual now these days because my whole life is a ritual, right? Well, my yeah, whole so life is a ritual. Let's go there. Like, cause pre-motherhood of course you have like I remember the days sitting for four hours in ceremony every morning for six months at sunrise and like thinking <laughs> that I was completely enlightened I get it motherhood humbles you it's great oh Love totally. It. <laughs> totally so I would like as a mother that's the that's the beauty of this conversation is as a mother how do you do it right like mm-hmm. when you don't have four hours to sit in meditation and to do your mantras or whatever it's going to look like for anyone or cacao mm-hmm. ceremonies or mm-hmm. you can't get a babysitter so you can't go to the sound healing down the road like how do we bring in this magic and ritual into our lives in a really like kind of practical way as well yeah 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 totally okay so oh, it's like what way will I approach this question <laughs> <of> <laughs> I suppose, um, first of all, like I, you know, so I am someone that really prioritizes my own joy and I feel that I'm very connected to joy in the moment and trying to dance with whatever's happening in life. So first of all, I like create a really beautiful foundation in my home, which is full of plants and full of candles and and full of beautiful things that I resonate with that, that make my heart open, you know, things that I find out in nature, things that I see out in the shops, whatever it is. It's like, if it's not a, 
fuck yeah, I love this. Then like, I don't want it in my house. Everything in my house now is a fuck yes, I absolutely love this. Every painting, every, every um, crystal, every statue, you know, it's like even when I moved into this house, I had like three boxes of spiritual knickknacks that I bought from the other house. And as I was going through it, I was like, oh my God, like, no, don't like this. Don't like, you know, don't need this. Don't need this. Don't need this. And everything that I used to like really worship and, and hold value for, it's kind of like, it's sort of disappeared because I'm like surrounded by nature and now nature is my altar. And so everything that I bring into this home is so much more minimalistic and it's like full of, full of nature and, and trees and plants. And I mean, it's beautiful. And so I first of all create beauty in my home with whatever is lighting me up. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's, 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 um, it's really important for me to not hold on to things that I no longer have a really strong resonance with, you know, it's like even the mugs that I have in the kitchen, it's like, they're all so beautiful. You know, it's like everything, even the, when I, when I came in, I brought new plates and they're beautiful Italian plates with floral flowers and things like that. And it's like, that lights me up. That inspires me to grow food and cook from scratch and, and make all the beautiful meals. Like I'm inspired to cook because of my plates. And if I had mismatched plates and all that kind of stuff, like I used to have, there'd be no inspiration for me to do that. So I, I hold items and things in my life that inspire me and that and that fill me with joy and bring me into my heart so having your foundation in the in in your in your house and having altars that remind you to come back to that space and having beautiful smells it's really important for me so that's like one thing as a as a homemaker I really take value in keeping my home clean and keeping it beautiful. Like if someone comes in on a, on a, like a random day that I want them to come into my temple and be like, mm. wow, I just immediately feel relaxed. And I often get that when they come into my house, like, Oh my God, it feels so beautiful in here. It's because there's, 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 I love beauty. I love beauty. Mm-hmm. And I always want to create that. So, I mean, that's one ritual of just like keeping that, keeping that alive in myself and, Another one is just like, I am always singing and dancing. I find that connecting with your voice and connecting with your body through movement is just one way to connect to the feminine inside of you, whether you're a, a, you know, a man or a woman. The feminine essence, like I was saying before, she's always moving. She's always in flow. She's not fixed to a certain identity or a certain way of being. She's so courageous in her dance of moving and changing and transforming because she's constantly having to let go of the mind that has all these expectations. So it's like when I'm dancing and when I'm singing, I'm, I'm free. I'm just free. And so dancing and singing is a huge part of me and Tara's day-to-day life. I'm singing in the kitchen and we're dancing in the morning. It's like it's just part of us bringing fun in and bringing life in. Yeah. And then I also like, find ways to connect with my inner child. I feel so connected with my inner child. Like the first thing we did when we moved into the house was build a massive fairy garden out the back. I've got like five fairy houses and like little stone paths and beautiful flowers everywhere. And do you know, it's like, I do it for her, but I I do it for me. It's, it's, it's part of what keeps things fresh and alive in here is by always listening to that calling, because I know she, as in my own inner child, is going to always bring more fun in and bring more Mm -hmm. inspiration in. So finding ways to connect with her and, and, and if I've got the space or the time, like drawing or painting or playing or, you know, just mm-hmm. having fun. 
So it like used to be like singing Ekon Ka for like an hour in the morning and doing my Kundalini practice. Mm -hmm. And and now like it's a sleep in. Sometimes it's like getting getting out of bed after like however long and like, oh, remembering to move and have a little shake and have a little dance with Satara and going for a walk in nature and just remembering that nature holds everything that we could possibly want to come back to self, to come back to um, neutrality, to come back to life because nature is the perfect reflection of life in motion and life in non-attachment and life just being as life is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I love that because they're just so, they're things that are accessible to everybody, right? Like yeah. what you said, and I wrote them down just so I could like solidify is creating a home space to whatever your ability allows as an altar, filling it with mm-hmm. things that you love, replacing things that you don't love, decluttering, you know, yep. honoring your space. And like, obviously, obviously, I just assume that this isn't a 24 seven thing because motherhood and family, it's like the mess, but like find the beauty in the mess too, right? Like that. Totally. Alongside it. But yeah, like taking honor in your home. Home. Yeah. Because it's, it's your feedback loop for the rest of your life, right? Yes. And then it's like the dancing and the singing and the moving of energy and feeling that sense of freedom within the body. And it's the inner child. And like, I've seen the way that you interact with your own inner self and your inner child. And it's not all just like play and and fairy gardens. It's also when you need to cry, you just do it. You just let yourself have this, like, you know, you put on the sad music, you let yourself rage, you let yourself have a really fluid relationship with your emotions because that's what children do children yeah, absolutely fluid, right they're they yeah. in one emotion and then they're in another one and then they're in the other mm-hmm. one and as adults we hold on and we grip to the emotion and what it means and why it means that way etc mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, that fluidity is um it's allowing the movement of life to move through you as well yes and then of course like nature which is medicine for everybody and it's medicine for everybody yeah Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I love those. And then are there any sort of rituals that are, let's say more, um, uh, what's cause like all more of it intentional, but like what, yeah. Like let's say if you were calling something in, let's say you have, and this is kind of coming into this new season of your life, right? Like this, yeah. you're coming back into your work, you're coming back into your career, you're wanting to create you, especially for you, like you've got events that you want to feel, you've got programs, you may want to feel you tracking clients you're like so from that practical standpoint are there any rituals that you do that feel aligned with like work or finances or money or attraction dream clients and and yeah how do you navigate that aspect of magic and ritual in your life well I'll first of all just say something really tangible which um has given me a lot more freedom to explore these aspects of myself so the other day like a couple of weeks ago you know, I got real with the fact that I really needed more help so that I could thrive in these other areas of my life. And like, I don't want to just be in this one energy of motherhood and half thriving as a person. I want to thrive and I want to, um, I want some freedom back to explore those other aspects of myself. So, you know, I was like, what would be my ease, joy and power to create this to happen? And then my partner and I talked about getting an au pair in, someone that would live in the house and like be an extra hands-on help with Satara, you know, another woman who was like beautiful and caring and give her like a lot of presence as well. And we can share the load a little bit. And it's like, there was an immediate feeling of expansiveness in my body to receive that help. And there was fear and all these other things, but 
I trust the process. And literally the next day we found the most perfect, perfect, perfect woman who just came to me and was like, you know, maybe we could make this happen. And we think, you know, let's just try it and see what, see what happens. So I had to first find, create a space to, uh, to allow myself the chance to, if I want to like sit in practice for an hour and drop into my body and and move some energy and feel into my heart and connect to a vision that may want to be connected, I would need a certain space and time to be able to do that where I'm not being interrupted by Satara. So I, um, I would, I would every, like in the, in the times that I get to have that chance, I would make a time for myself where I can, do something to get out of the mind. So I mean, there's, there's so many practices that, that I could teach you about. I mean, it doesn't really matter about the practice. Uh, there's, there's a million different sort of Kundalini breathwork, uh, active meditations, Tantra, you know, there's, there's so many different practices that you could do, but if you're finding, if you're finding a time to just whatever it is that brings you out of the mind. So, you know, the morning is such a good time to drop into that creative or connected vision of yourself with yourself, because we haven't started the day yet. The mind hasn't got a grip on things yet. So I would create that space and I would like light a candle, make it beautiful. And I just start breathing into my body and see what is alive here now, right? Bringing a little bit of movement into that, into the base, into the body and actively turning my consciousness inward to start diving into what is alive because what is alive in your body is always the very first step into whatever wants to be created. Cause if you don't know what's alive in your body, then, then chances are, how are you going to, how are you going to feel? How are you going to move what needs to be moved in order to create something in the world? And, and that's where like, you know, that's when you get on your phone first thing in the morning and you try and like drown out those feelings. Cause sometimes it's uncomfortable, right? So Mm -hmm. how often do we get time as a mother and we're scrolling Instagram because we don't actually know how to be with ourselves anymore and it's overwhelming or daunting and it's to really sit with that is is what you're like I'm picking up from you is like to be like yeah what is here and it's safe to be here and let's actually just like give ourselves the time of day for starters. Exactly. Give yourself the time of day because you probably just spent so much energy on giving yourselves over to your baby that you sort of forget about you and what's alive in there and what's true for you. And, 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 you know, what, who are you in the world? So if you're spending all your time scrolling on Instagram and, and, you know, like, I understand that it can give you a sense of connection as well when there's like a feeling of loneliness, but what if, we just sat with the loneliness. What if we just asked ourselves what's alive here? And we felt that and we closed our eyes and we gave it the presence that it's looking for, that it's not receiving anywhere else. And then we allowed from that presence and from that stillness, something to blossom. And like for a lot of us, as soon as we begin to dive in and give ourselves that space, there could be an emotion, there could be grief, there could be really like frustration, there could be longing, there could be loneliness, there could be a yearning. There could be something that is actually just needing our attention to be held and to be seen and to be witnessed. And then giving an expression to that, whether that be through dance, whether that be through shaking your body, whether that be through massaging your breasts, massaging your belly or giving yourself some self-love, you know, naturally just following whatever that feeling needs from you and then giving that to yourself it always opens up another doorway. So then what comes from here? What's underneath the grief? What's underneath the loneliness? What's underneath the yearning? Okay, and then follow that. 
and then get deeper with yourself and deeper with yourself because until you've met yourself in those places and really, really gotten honest with where you are, it's very hard to know what you want to bring in. It's very hard to know how to bring joy to your heart. It's very hard to know how to bring it, be in your own power because for as long as you sort of deny those aspects and it's so easy to like, you know, I've been there, I still am um, back and forth with it all, but I always find a way to come back to myself and come back to the practice in some form. Um, until we go there, we actually can't open to receive the amount of joy and the amount of love and the amount of beauty that we deserve to receive, you know? Mm. So it's essential that we learn how to be with ourselves and learn how to just alchemize that enemies energy so that we can, we can shift and we can move out of stagnant spaces so that we can actually open to receive more life, you know, more beauty, more joy in our life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I love that. And that's such a deep process as well, because even, um, like, and this is just what's coming up for me right now is like, I've had patches of my life and especially my motherhood journey as well, where I've felt a bit like cynical about mm. life, a bit like, well, you know, everything's kind of going to shit. The world's a pretty effed place. Like mm-hmm. what's, what's the point, right? What's the point in me? Like, you know, creating or putting content out there or like even being on social media or like, what's the point in going after this vision? If Like, why wouldn't we just like, you know, bunker down, be with community, you know, like that sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah, totally. It's usually I get into that state of like, there's no, there's no real point for any of it really. Like when I'm not giving myself the time of day to be with my emotions, like mm-hmm. stacked up stagnancy within me and therefore mm-hmm. I feel stagnant. And then mm-hmm. also anxiety peaks up and you yep. see stuff on social media or you see something in the news and you're like, Oh my God, like, you know, what's life going to be like for my children one day, et cetera. And that can stifle the creativity because your creativity or that life force energy doesn't come from feeling stressed and it doesn't come from, you know, that stagnancy. It comes from feeling safe in your body and therefore, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. So the whole process of being a creative mother or a creative woman in whatever way, whether that be within the home or whether that be within the world or career or your visions or your art or whatever it is, requires us to have that sort of relationship with our emotional body and requires us to create space within so that there can be that openness and that fluidity so that we can access intuition and creativity and even just self-guidance, you know, like oh we my know God, ourselves yes, better yeah. because of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I love and that you shared that. And, and no one else is going to do that for you. You know, you know, no one else is going to hold you like you can hold yourself. And until we learn how to hold ourselves completely, we don't even know how to show someone else how to hold ourselves. And that's what, I mean, me as a woman, as a feminine is the, the greatest longing in the feminine is to be held and to be connected and to be loved and to be seen. But if we're not learning how to do that with our own self, it's very hard to have that kind of connection too with another person. Mm -hmm, absolutely and then you know even when it comes time to ask for that support or to ask for someone else to hold that requires a level of you being okay with that in order to ask so even like to hold yourself in order to ask someone else to hold you type of thing yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. like paradox right yeah because it's a vulnerable thing and and like I'm totally awful like leaning on community and support and others and your partner to to uh you know, navigate challenging times together, but 
it has to primarily be within the self and and like I love how this conversation just kind of taken us on this little journey (laughs) of course as I expected with you Um, but it's also relevant and it's like yeah the sort of women who are listening to this are are women who are wanting to figure out a way where motherhood feels more nourishing and that they can access that creative energy and put it out into the world in a nourishing way and that they fuel each other and that it becomes an ecosystem not something that's taking away from the other right like that's the whole point of this is to say hey it can actually be an ecosystem but there are tools that we can have that mm-hmm. allow it to feel that way. And this is one of them, right? It's creating magic in the everyday. It's it's finding yeah. magic in the mundane. It's creating ritual within your life. It's having a yeah. practice where you are connecting with your heart and with yourself mm-hmm. and therefore able to unpack our own stories, our beliefs, our traumas, our, you know, find our path back to joy, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and releasing all expectation of mm-hmm. what you sh- what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, and because also- no one's walked your journey before. Mm-hmm. you know as in like every single woman is walking a journey that no one has walked before and so yeah. there's a level of trust in the unknown that we have mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. and we have to let go of control and expectation in order to walk that journey mm-hmm. I love that and I love that um well like I guess the the original reason I wanted you to be on this podcast as well is because for me you are someone who is and I mean like you can go and look at your human design and all the things and you know, you're a reflector and you're part of your role in this world is to reflect back to people themselves. And I don't know whether you like have that as a conscious thought whenever you're moving through the world, but I think it's just naturally what happens <laughs> when people get to speak to you and witness you and whether there be triggers or joy or inspiration or whatever is, you know, that's the whole thing, right? So yeah, the reason why I wanted you here is because for me, you're like an expander. You're someone who uh, sits in possibility and you don't necessarily wait for others to be in that in order for you to be in that. You're just saying, Hey, I'm willing to like hold hold the post here and I'm going to go and live my life. I'm going to do the thing. And I'm not listening to my neighbor or my mother-in-law or whoever, like you're not listening to the external you're, you're operating from this internal place. And I wanted you on this podcast because I want to get you in people's corner. Cause I do feel like to an extent when you're on this path of like, creating an expansive life you need to have examples around you of people doing that so that you Mm. are reminded of the possibility within yourself so if they're just to finish up because I know you got to get back to Baba and so do I if you were to give an offer something for those who like are really wanting to like create a more that feeling of possibility within their own lives and not be limited to like what their dream should look like and therefore open up to just like let life take them what what would you want to say um mm, okay I would say your environment is everything how you set up your home how you how you live in your home is so important for your mental health and your your emotional body like nothing's going to be getting inspiration if the house is messed or if there's things in the house that are like you know like they don't light you up so like your home is an extension of you and you want it to feel really beautiful and then that goes to the people that you surround yourself with you know connect if you don't 
feel that you have many people in your life that really like light up that inspiration, like set the intention to connect with more women and put yourself out there, you know, message women online that you really like are inspired by and, and ask for conversations and communications and be open to receiving support and acknowledging where you are on the journey and meeting yourself there and then moving forward from that. So if like you are in an intense time of, of struggle and exhaustion and overwhelm, reach out to your sisters, reach out to women who have been there and who inspire you and set some conversations up and, and ask for help and, and not be ashamed in that. And, um, and trust, trust yourself every day. Like really remember every day to come home to you first and meet yourself where you are and give yourself what it is that you're needing first and foremost before you try to give everybody else, you know, what they need. It always comes back to self. It always comes back to you. Everything in your, re your external reality is always reflecting the internal, right? So if there's you know, so much stress and there's chaos and there's all this kind of stuff happening that feel like so overwhelming. It's like, where have you left yourself? And just start by coming back to the breath and acknowledging where you are and starting there. We're so in this fast paced culture now, and especially with spirituality being everywhere and online and this big movement, but it's like, we're all trying to be somewhere that we are not yet. And it's like, we always have to come back to where we are here and just starting slowly because that's what the nervous system needs, especially as a mother who is, you know, giving so much and is having to do so much. It's like the nervous system, if you want to expand, it has to be in a place of rest rather than fight or flight. It has to be in a place of rest before it can truly, truly open, you know? Mm, absolutely. Well, thank you for that. And where can people find you, Abby, and your work? And because I know that you have events and probably online stuff. I don't know. Well, like, talk to me. What What do you have for people to be able to come um, and find you and work with you? So at the moment, if you're in Perth, the only thing I've got going on um, is these beautiful women's workshops called Women Heal Women. And basically the intention behind it is to unveil the level of conditioning that we have around the personality is the first half of the workshop. And then the second half of the workshop is a space, an initiative space where we're all going to heal each other in our own unique way. So it's a, a safe container that's going to allow you to just drop into whatever your intuition is, whatever blueprint is within your blood. And for you to just trust that and to heal another woman in your magic way, because the innate wisdom that lies within us is not influenced by anything else. And sometimes we just need the space to explore it and get creative with it for it to just be ignited in us. So women heal women is all about healing each other and finding your unique wisdom that belongs to you and you only and I'll be going to run them at my little temple up in the Perth Hills so if you would be interested in coming to them I'll be running one once a month it'll be like a full day retreat you know um, and you can find me on you can find me on Instagram which is just abby.branson abby.branson a-b-b-y dot b-r-a-n-s-o-n that's it amazing and I'll put it in the show notes anyway um, and share it on the socials. But thank you so much for having a chat today, Abby. I'm so glad that we got to. I feel like it's been so long. Months and months between conversations. It has, <laughs> it has been. No, that was really fun. Thank you for having me on. That's, that was so an honor. Good.